For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, we're back with uh, Tasha Chapman all this week talking about Christian education and uh, teaching students and we've had a lot of helpful advice from Tasha, Tasha thus far. Um, so today's question, are, um, what are some truths that fuel your passion uh, for teaching? Uh, Tasha is one who's been teaching for, for decades uh, you know, in the local church and now on a seminary level. Uh, what are some of those truths that you go back to that, that fuel your passion for teaching? Yeah, so I'm going to start with just the teaching learning process. And I always string, um, usually string those two words together because they really overlap. Um, teaching and learning is a process that's relational. Um, even if it's us with God, us with, with the Holy Spirit in us and our union with Christ, but it's always a relational process, our teaching and learning process. And it's lifelong. And so we can even look at a toddler and we can watch a toddler and we can see the toddlers not just learning about the world, they're actually teaching. They'll come up to another co- toddler and, in a sense, pick something up for them or show them something or they'll hand it hand something back to mom um, and so uh, even at the youngest ages um, we teach and learn um, with each other so it's a very human thing um, it's um, yes it's broken in our sinfulness our teaching and learning is full of fear it's full of error um, it's it's full of selfishness and pride that gets in the way of the process. But generally speaking, you know, I want to go back to Genesis and I want to say, yeah, but we can go back and we can see this is creational norm. Um, Adam and Eve had to be teachers and learners. And Adam had to start by naming the animals. Uh, naming is one of the most powerful things we do is use of language to be able to to um, be able to deal with our world and the way it impacts us. Um, and so as a creational norm, this teaching and learning process is something we're always growing in, we're always experiencing every day, even if we're not thinking of it that way. Uh, everyone's doing it, um, from the least of us um, to, the, to the oldest. And, um, and it's very relational. And it is part of our stewardship and dominion over creation. So I feel like the teaching and learning process is one of those aspects of our creatureliness um, if I could say that, that's um, that's huge. Um, it's incredibly complicated. I feel like we're barely touching the surface in our science, in our research on it. Um, and so it, it brings me great joy to be involved in that and to see that this is part of how God um, calls us into his work of redeeming um, mm. his creation and being part of his redemptive plan. So that's kind of mm. the big picture you know, very mm-hmm. theological, um, meta-narrative uh, viewpoint, but that's that's where I go with it. But that, I mean, that is huge, and obviously has just infinite implications of how it's just ingrained in us, you know, to be teachers and learners. Um, and, and obviously this points to um, the fact that we are image bearers of God. 
Um, and that kind of desire, you know, we worship a God who is omniscient, who is all knowing. Right. Um, and of course, we'll never <laughs> reach that um, by any means, uh, but, but constantly that craving for knowledge and that craving uh, to learn. And so I think that's just, you know, a helpful worldview and perspective on this entire process. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's very wonderful, um, just that whole a- idea of we have this natural desire and ability to pursue understanding the creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it feels very fruitful work. It's, for me, very fulfilling work to be able to focus just on that process mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just a side note there is while we um, probably are often, you know, asking Siri questions and going to Google as well, just this <laughs> craving for knowledge and desire to, to learn is, you know, even though we're, we're looking for it in Google and all of those places, it just kind of points back to that truth and that reality. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a, a good foundational understanding there. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's my big broad thing. Um, one that was a smaller that was rather a kind of dramatic moment for me in my own career uh, was when I was um, <clears throat> working on some passages of scripture, studying um, just the confession of sin um, passages, and then what it is to experience God's forgiveness and how that's part of our what's broadly called theologically our sanctification process, mm-hmm. a process that Paul, you know, clearly gives us solid hope for, Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work as a, in us will complete it mm-hmm. until the day of Christ. And in I was in my young 20s, very frustrated with knowledge of my own sin, um, <clears throat> just getting my feet wet and learning what does it mean to even lead Bible studies or to walk alongside someone and try to help them understand the gospel and God's grace. Um, and realizing I, I had just taken a uh, one of my first education courses, I, w- I was an engineering degree in my first first degree. Um, so it was after the engineering degree, dipping into the social sciences, which was this huge, you know, handstand for me, just flipped mm-hmm. me upside down. And just had this sudden wow, um, because I had in Bible study been studying this process, this growth process of what does it mean to grow to be more like Christ through, you know, confessing sins and receiving God's forgiveness. And then I'd been reading about the learning process and, you know, the change process from the secular social scientists and realizing, oh, my goodness, we're talking about the same process, Hmm. Um, very much the same human process. And the social science can research, can actually strengthen how I go about helping us um, do this process of confession and uh, receiving forgiveness and growth in Hmm. Christ. And that was just, you know, it was one of those lightning bolt moments for me where I got so excited about the teaching learning process because it was really helping learning, uh, studying about the process from the social science perspective Mm. was really helping what we would call probably my spiritual walk or my uh, relationship with God uh, and my own discipleship um, with other people. Um, So that was a... So that's a particular um, area that still, to this day, still fuels my passion um, for oh, teaching. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, just, just you know, that, that big idea of a biblical world and life view, uh, viewing all of life through Scripture and seeing that even in places where it might be unexpected, um, to trace a certain truth back to Scripture. Um, that's, that's huge for sure. Yeah, and so that was that, was that for, you know, because up to that point, I think, 
um, <clears throat> the social sciences were very, um, I was pretty skeptical of them coming from the hard sciences, but also because of my faith and knowing that a lot of those major social scientists that started some of our most powerful theories um, were atheists and had mm-hmm. very non-Christian worldviews. Um, but in God's common grace, had done some keen observation on humanity and how humans tended to, to engage in these processes. And um, seeing that, wow, you know, scriptures, um, the scripture really is, is shows this um, with bright light, uh, mm-hmm. what these processes look like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fueled me. Um, the last thing I think that just um, continues to get me up in the morning, uh, get me on campus, um, even late on campus last night, I had a dissertation <laughs> defense till, you know, 8.30 at night. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it's a really long day because my first first thing was at 7.30. Oh, uh, wow. But part of what fuels that is that even though I'm a, I'm a pretty strong introvert, um, uh, the teaching learning process, it's relational. So it pulls me into community. It engages me in a community of accountability where everyone... Um, is is growing and learning um, and where it's okay to be the limited human beings we are. Again, that aspect of respecting our creational norms um, that we talked about in a previous podcast, um, that energizes me and I find it very fulfilling, um, very loving, very hope-filled um, to be in community with people um, uh, in, in that problem-solving process of, of reaching for change um, accepting challenges and wanting to problem solve and learn and grow through them. Um, so very life changing. It's it's just um, so fulfilling to see change in other people that we got to be a part of that process, um, and then to see it in our own lives as a result. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a very beautiful thing. Absolutely. I mean, I can remember talking to one of my friends about a a theological question I had, and this was a mentor of mine, and he just said, look, you're, you're never supposed to do theology alone. Um, that theology takes place in relationship and in community. And obviously this, you know, again, points us back to being image bearers of God, that we worship a God who is triune, um, and he's in perfect relationship with himself. Um, and so there is that desire and that longing in each of us uh, to be in community and fellowship. And so, yeah, that community of le- learners, uh, that is a beautiful um picture that illustrates that so yeah that's an excellent truth uh, to point us to yeah exactly yeah it's just very hope-filled it's very forward-moving it doesn't neglect the fact that we live in a broken world that we're sinful um that there's real grief and sorrow in the world it, it can account for that uh at the same time and so um yeah so i find that um yeah it, it encourages me well once again tasha thank you for that Yeah, thank you for that good hard question.